Okay, welcome folks to uh, another episode of the Bishy P podcast. Um, we are absolutely delighted uh, to welcome our guest for this week, none other than former uh, Bishop Rice Academy P department teacher, Melanie Woods. Mel, how are you doing? Nice to join us. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to chat to you all. Fantastic. Um, we're also joined by Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson, how are we? I'm doing very well. My hair's getting longer and longer every episode. Mine seems to get shorter and shorter, to be honest with you. My mum and We're also joined by uh, our S6 sports captain uh, and also one of our uh, cats team members, Eve McFadden. Eve, how are we? I'm good, thank you. Loving our, loving our home learning programme at the moment, as she was just telling us <laughs> off camera there. Brilliant. Um, without further ado, Mel, um, let's just kind of kick off. We're quite interested to find out about your time at school. Um, when you were younger, did you stay on in fifth and sixth year? What was it like? Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed school, actually. Um, I went to a very small primary school and then I went on to high school and stayed right through to sixth year. So I think I really enjoyed, I was quite a sociable person. So I think being around my friends every day, um, was a bonus so yeah that kept me there till sixth year fantastic did you have kind of any favorite subjects or anything like that yeah I um I liked graph com um liked biology I was a big fan of maths actually I think I liked subjects that kind of made sense logically um and there's answers black and white um and I think that meant I, I really struggled with English so I think having you know answers that were open to interpretation I, I really struggled with that I needed a black and white answer so um so yeah I had obviously a few different subjects and then I'm sure it's no surprise that PE was um my favorite place to be in school what would they, what that sounds like the theory the theory side of it then in terms of, of PE is, I don't think it's very black and white then that seems like you were kind of preferring subjects like you said that were was like a direct answer yeah that's true I think I think yeah, I guess so. With the, you know, the writing answers, there is probably more interpretation to it. But yeah. I think, yeah, the structure of it probably I enjoyed. Helped it, yeah. What would the what would your teachers' perception of you be of you, Mel? Um, I think they would think I was a bit of a clown. Um, <laughs> I, as I said, I was pretty sociable and liked to chat. And you know, I think reports would probably say, yeah, she doesn't stop talking. But. Um, but yeah, I'd like to say I think I stayed on the right side of that. Superb. Eve, I think you'll get the next question. Uh, yeah, when were, you were younger, did you have any part-time jobs? And if you did, did you find that the skills that you learned there, you help you in the right now? So yeah, I started working, I think it must have been third year, I got a little part-time job and I was doing waitressing at a local, local restaurant. So so yeah, it started that third year and... Um, yeah, I think that taught me a lot about kind of commitment and discipline and um, it meant, I, you know, I'd committed to this job and I was reminded every weekend by mum and dad that I had to turn up. So I think that was good for me and, um, you know, having committed to something and whilst your friends are all out making plans and doing different things on a Saturday afternoon, knowing that you had to be at work um, was quite a good reminder of having a responsibility. So um, I did really enjoy it though. I learned a lot about, you know, working with people as part of a team and um, and also, yeah, being responsible for someone and uh, someone telling you what to do. 
Oh, you um, So, can you please tell us a bit about your journey into teaching? So, so yeah, I obviously said that I stayed on till sixth year at school, um, and I actually applied for two different courses at uni. So I applied for accountancy, um, and I also applied for. Secrets uh, are coming out now, Mel. Secrets are coming out. Now. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know in what world I thought I'd be a good accountant, but I'm very glad that I uh, steered into the path of PE teaching. So I then went on to study PE teaching at Edinburgh, and I did that for four years um, before moving back to Glasgow to to take on my first teaching uh, role at Bishop Briggs. Mr. Johnson. That to me. Have you got uh, any funny or interesting stories from your time at Bishop Briggs, Mel? I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's quite a few. Um, but the one that sprang to, or like one that came to mind first was um playing softball with one of my third year classes uh, and mistakenly taking role as the bowler and um bowling to one of the third year boys who hit an absolute screamer um that came firing towards me. Uh, I don't know if it was the chest or the crotch that it hit me in, but it was pretty painful. <laughs> um, and I'm sure they were all holding in their roar of laughter um, to check that I was okay before letting themselves erupt. <laughs> that's, just jo- that's just part of the job, isn't it? I know yeah. it's happened to me as well. <laughs> Got to take the hits. <laughs> yeah. Just at your, your time at uh, Bishop Briggs, um, well, I, was, I was telling a couple of members of staff that we were interviewing you today, uh, Mr Wiley. Mr. Yes. Mr. Riley was uh, asked me to pass on his his, his lows. Um, he was he was singing your praises uh, yesterday, so he was. Uh, Mr. Riley was a keen member of the staff fitness. Absolutely. Um, every Friday, yep, be there with bells on. He still he still is he still is. There's there's been there's been some improvement. <laughs> <laughs> he'll kill he'll kill me if he, when he's watching this. <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Let me, um, okay, Mel, so I'm just moving on to the next kind of topic. So recent career and aspirations. So question one within that is um, just about the, the day that, that changed your life in January of, of 2018. Would you mind kind of telling us a wee bit about that, please? Yeah, so I had moved up to Inverness. Um, I still PE teaching, so I was moving to a teaching role in the Highlands. And it was the weekend I was out cycling on my bike. And... It was then that I was hit by a car um, that was driving past me. So it was just a passing driver that completely didn't um, didn't see me and ran straight into the back of me and my bike. Um, and on a 60 mile per hour road, that obviously left me with some pretty significant injuries. Um, the most, the most life-changing one was the break to my back and the damage that that then did to my spinal cord. So almost immediately I was left with no movement from my hips down and was now kind of looking at life um, and what that was going to look like using a wheelchair and yeah yeah was, was it a kind of like broken bones and stuff like that Mel? was there sorry some broken bones as well I heard that it was yeah broken. so um so obviously my back had broken that in a number of different places um I'd fractured my hip um, and my pelvis I'd also broken my leg pretty severely in a number of places um, and and the skin had been t- taken off the back of my leg so um, obviously they they then became 
secondary to 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 my back and mm-hmm. and what that meant in terms of the movement that I'd lost and um and the mobility that I'd no longer have. What about you in terms of your your rehab and, and, and building that back up again? What, what was that like? So yeah, so I I got transferred to um to a spinal unit, which kind of rehabs anyone who's had a spinal cord injury and uh, whether that's their neck or their back um, is now living to li- live a different life. Mm-hmm. So that meant I was getting really intensive physio um, and I had to learn how to live life in my wheelchair and um, kind of learn how to do daily tasks that I once never even had to think about and now were taking me three, four times as long. Yeah. Um, you know, things as simple as putting on my shoes. I, I didn't have any movement below my knees. So trying to get your feet into shoes was really like, that was a really tough thing. Um, I was also having to move my body with just my arms. Um, and for someone who didn't have much strength in their arms before, um, yeah, that was really challenging. I think the way I describe it is if you were sitting on a seat and you lift your feet off of the ground. Um, if you also then trying to lift your bum off of the seat, um, you'll soon quickly realize how, how much your body actually weighs and how that is relative to, to the strength in your arms. It's, it was really tricky. So that, you know, that meant I wasn't able to even get from my bed to my chair independently. I was needing help to do that. So it was basically like starting from scratch again. Um, and that was really frustrating. I think I learned a lot of patience and I, yeah, I kind of, I, I got, I was really frustrated at the beginning because the progress that I was making was not as as fast or um, as quick as I would imagine it would be. But it was also a really amazing place to be. And it gave me a lot of perspective in terms of um, the way people live their lives. Um, you know, we're all, we all forget sometimes to be grateful for what we have. And uh, something as simple as, you know, the power in our legs, we, we take as an everyday an everyday bonus but um yeah meeting loads of different people who had also been through traumatic injuries and life-changing injuries was was really eye-opening and um and it was really motivating to see like people striving to be better and to to get back to a normal life or something that was really close to that so um so yeah there was definitely um you know frustrations and some real challenges but it was also a really positive place to be and uh, a motivating place to be Mentally, Mel, how, how tough was it? Did you have a kind of support network around you that, that helped you to overcome it and, and speak so freely like you are today? Yeah, it was obviously, yeah, as I said, like at the start, it was really difficult. And I think that was a lot of that was based on what I thought living life in a wheelchair would look like. And mm-hmm. I think that's very different to what it actually looks like. So um, it was starting to speak to people who had been through similar situations and see that actually what they've achieved and what can still be achieved um, despite you know um, having a disability so um, that was really helpful also had an amazing group of friends and family who who were there to yeah to support me through the challenging times but also yeah be excited also about the the progress that I was making and um, and the steps that I was taking forward so um, so yeah no that really helped. Was it Mel was it just a matter of taking just kind of small kind of small steps at a time and you're just building it up? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like gone from, um, yeah, to being able to move my body around and then it started, you know, to get, I became more independent and 
yeah. um, and then starting to think about actually doing normal things again and going out for dinner and stuff like that so it was just it was just progress but I think probably the most challenging thing was it wasn't just progress after progress there was obviously setbacks yeah. I got a lot of infection in hospital and um and yeah there was things that set me back again when I thought I was going forward so that was the kind of times where I had to get be patient and and just accept that okay this is an, another challenge but we'll you know we'll get there and we'll move forward again yeah probably Thank you. The next question. Yeah. How did the idea of getting back into sport come about? So, I I was when I was in um, in hospital, I was I'd always been kind of a big lover of sport and watching sport, kind of everything and anything. So I was watching a lot of the events that were on at the time. Um, I think it started out with the Winter Olympics and then it went on to Commonwealth Games, but. I'd seen Parasport before, but I'd never really like fully engaged with it or watched it, um, watched it to its full extent. So I started, you know, watching the Paralympics, Winter Paralympics, and seeing the Parasport on the TV. And I was like, started to be really excited about all these new opportunities that I never even kind of knew existed before, and um, seeing all these people with disabilities and really, you know, what I would deem as challenging circumstances, but we're achieving like incredible things so I thought once I get out of hospital like you know I want to get stuck in I want to try new things all these sports that I'd never even seen before so and um, when I came out of hospital that was kind of my aim just to try a lot of different things and, and get stuck in. So you've tried a range of sports so can you please tell us a bit about your experiences with them? Yeah so I, I played I play tennis um, I got back swimming and started getting myself stronger going to the gym and then an opportunity to come up to go sit skiing um, and out of all the sports that was probably the kind of most eye-opening and the most exciting because I'm up, like, the, vid the videos on Instagram are brilliant it's yeah I think it's just because brilliant. what you expect from a disability sport is not to be you know up at the top of a mountain right. flying down in one ski and like uh, yeah it was just something I had never experienced before and it was really I think it was just a big eye-opener to see what yeah what's possible with a disability and um yeah it was pretty cool we went to watch some of like the the ski racers the USA team um and the speed that they were flying down the hill I was like oh my goodness like how is that possible so um so yeah I think that was like one of the most eye-opening things and then obviously I got into wheelchair racing which was a uh, I'd, I'd always played team sports before. I think that's kind of mostly what I've done. Um, but I thought trying an individual sport and seeing um, how much I can push myself without a team around me and really just testing myself uh, in a solo sport was something that I was really interested in. See, so so just going back to the, the six skiing, Mel, would that be correct in saying that was, that was part of a, a charity? Yeah, so a charity called Backup, um, mm -hmm. they do like trips and courses for people with spinal cord injuries and um, they took a group of us over to Colorado um, and we spent kind of 10 days uh, learning how to ski. Brilliant. And is that something that they're, they're, they're trying to do all the time, is it? Yeah, they, they do it quite regularly. There's also one for, um, there's a course for tetraplegic, so someone who's had a neck injury. So it doesn't necessarily have function in their arms. So they're like also to see that is pretty cool. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have never thought that, you know, you could ski with a ventilator. Some people can't breathe themselves. So like stuff like that, I think it's pretty cool what, what they can do. 
Incredible. So over to me. Uh, so currently you are training to reach the Paralympics for wheelchair racing. Um, how often do you get to train just now for that, Mel? So I um, so that's how I'm spending most of my time. I, I do two sessions. A typical day kind of looks like two sessions. So I'll train in the morning nice. um, and then I'll train in the afternoon. So uh, that's kind of a mixture of uh, on the running track um, or out on the road um, kind of paired with some strength work in the gym. How, how, how challenging is that? Is it a bit, like, how, how challenging is it? Is it quite demanding? Well, at first, I I went into, you know, watching them do it and, and the racers I was watching, it, they made it look so easy. And I jumped in this chair and first of all, it's a very uncomfortable position. You're kind of kneeling and obviously like kind of in a bent over position and I couldn't even like keep up with them for a warm up. Like I was literally like, it was just the strangest uh, position and uncomfortable feeling ever. So um, even just getting used to that took me ages. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a shock to the arms. I don't think, I don't think they, they're still a bit unsure on what's going on. <laughs> I was I'm just always, sorry, sorry, Mr. McHugh, on you go. No, I, I was listening to another podcast that you were on, Mel, and, and you were talking about the kind of, the, the, the cost of the, the equipment? Yeah, I think it's something that is a real barrier to disability sport is the equipment and how much that actually costs. I think I like always say, no longer can you just grab a pair of running shoes and, yeah. and go out for a run. It's, it's thousands of pounds to have a piece of equipment that would allow you to do the same as, you know, a runner or, or even a cyclist. Um, and that's been, wow, that was a real big shock for me. But um, luckily there are lots of charities that, you know, that support people getting back into sport or getting into sport. And I think, um, I think that's, that's pretty cool. I was just going to say before you came in, Mr. McCann, I'm just always amazed by the, the strength, upper body strength that's required to, uh, to race in one of the chairs. It's, I just think it's incredible. I was doing a, a 10K at one point. I was telling Mr. McEwen, Somebody went flying past me and I just thought it was uphill as well. And I thought, see the level of strength and endurance that takes is unbelievable. Yeah, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'm definitely still on. I'm sure you would put me in <laughs> Mr. McCute's shame. <laughs> still you, Mr. Johnson. Tell me, so what are your goals and your targets for the years to come? What would be your main goals? So, um, I mean, interestingly, like obviously, you know, you mentioned Paralympics. I think... Yeah. Um, that's that's top end elite sport so I think it would be pretty naive of me to come into a new sport and say that that's where I'm going to be um, and as I said before that it's not I'm not necessarily very talented at it I've come into a completely new sport that I've never tried before but I do want to see kind of where mindset can take me and hard work and determination um, and how yeah. that can get me and um, how good my potential will weigh up against you know some of the some of the best in the world so um, I think short term the Commonwealth Games are next year so this year would be the aim would be to get a qualifying time for that and yes. see and see if I can get to the Commonwealth Games next year which are in Birmingham and then and yeah see how far that that takes me um, I also I, I think I've not turned my back on teaching and I think it's a reminder that um, yes, it would be different and it would be challenging, but again, mindset comes into that and I've adapted to, to live life in a number of different ways and I'm sure that that, that would be no different. What is, is, 
Sorry if you're go off topic, just what you mentioned there. Is, is that an opportunity to get back into the teaching mill? I would love to. I think never would have had time to to take time out and do sport full time. And yeah. I do want to kind of maximise that and see how far I can get with that. But um, I definitely miss being in schools and that's something that, I, uh, you know, I would think about in the future. Amazing. And I think just going back to the, the kind of competing side of things, um, I take it the process of qualifying is just the kind of trials, local, national trials, I take it, yeah? Yeah, so luckily I've been supported this year by British Athletics to in their in their development academy. So um so hopefully they'll be putting on some meets this year that um that yeah, to get times that are that we up against. A lot of it's done by ranking, so how you rank against others in the in the Commonwealth ranking. So um to see how yeah, to see high up how high up I can get in that. Um after I get the next question as well, Mel, um, do you have any advice for the youth of today? So I think if I was going to advise myself, I don't know if I'd listen to it, but um, I definitely remind myself that everyone takes a different path. So it's I think we get so get caught up in comparing ourselves to others and um, and thinking there's a right way to do things. But I think trust trust yourself in the path that you're taking and and the one that you enjoy and that you're happiest doing and and if that doesn't work and you and you hit a roadblock, then you take a different path and that's also okay. So. Um, yeah, I think reminding yourself that um, no, there's no right way to go. Excellent message. And I think Eve has got the, the, the final question. The final question. So if you were to have a billboard with a message or a quote on it, what would it be? So that's quite fitting to my journey, which would be um, to expect challenges. I think often that we forget that there will be challenges ahead of us and, and that's not always a bad thing. There's definitely positives that we can take from challenges and um there, it can give us an opportunity to get stronger and um and to move forward so so yeah to expect challenges and not be afraid of them great so, message amazing amazing um i mel we're all sort of questioned out um i don't know mr johnson eve anything that's can i keep your imagination no 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 um once again, Mel, thank you. Don't run away because we're going to catch up with you after this. But um, once again, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. Such a, an inspiration um, to, to all of us um, and some fantastic messages, not only for, for pupils, but for ourselves and for staff and, and for our local community as well. So thank you so, so much. Uh, and we do, we wish you all the best in, in the process of hopefully getting to the the Commonwealth Games and then obviously the Paralympics and then as well as getting getting back into teaching as well. Oh, thanks. Sure, Mr. Mc, McQuaid will get shot of us too and get you back <laughs> in. <laughs> Probably in a heartbeat, he would. In a heartbeat, yeah, he would. I, Mr. Jo- I can go higher. <laughs> you can take it now. <laughs> uh, Mr. Johnson, thank you so much as well for your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mel. Brilliant. I thought you mentioned you were looking really good and green there. It's not green. And thank you also to Eve McFadden. I'm sure you can get back to your live lessons that you've missed this afternoon. Uh, Thank you to Miss Smith for that as well. Um, Thank you again to Mel. Catch up on this episode and all our other episodes on our Spotify and on our YouTube and also on our Twitter page at Bishop PE. Take care and see you all soon.
Bye-bye. See you later.